Welcome back to Scotland Talks, bringing you less stress and more success with the power of joy. I'm Anne Scotland, author, teacher, and emotional well-being expert. And I am here today to share some new tips on joy and happiness with you. But before I do that, please like and subscribe so I can keep this content coming to you. And check out my website, annscotland.com, and my new book, Live for Joy, also on the website, A-N-N-E-S-C-O-T-T-L-I-N.com, or on Amazon and other platforms. Today, I am super excited to have a special guest in the studio. Christina Rienza is a prominent author, best-selling fiction and nonfiction author, and has a brand new book out for us called Five Happy Choices. Um, Hi, Christina. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. This is Christina Rienzi, and she's a best-selling author of both fiction and nonfiction. We're going to talk about both of those, who's dedicated her life through psychology, coaching, leadership, writing. What doesn't she do to inspire and empower others? Um, Her debut self-help book is Five Happy Choices, which is what we're going to talk about today. It's the simple way to a happier life. Um, It's an Amazon number one new release and bestseller. And also, Among Us is her latest novel, and it was featured in Audible's ACX University. So Christina also uh, lives, she lives in Jersey Shores, which what a wonderful place to live with her husband and daughter. So we are just so excited to have you here today, Christina. Oh, I'm so excited to be here and talk with you. I just, I love your show. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about your traditional writing, your thrillers, your other books, like, you know, what got you into writing in the first place? Just briefly. Sure. I've always loved writing and I've always loved writing darker stories, even from a young age. Um, That's just been an interest of mine. And about, I want to say now, my gosh, it's like almost 12 years ago. I can't believe time goes by so fast. I decided to take my short story and love of story writing to uh, the novel level, which is a, quite the jump. And um, yeah, I decided, you know what? Uh, I love everything. I read everything, but I love thrillers. They get my heart pumping. They help people overcome obstacles and triumph over fears, which has a lot to do with coaching, by the way, and the things I write about in happiness. <laughs> and so I, you know, I, I got to work. I took classes. I joined writer groups. You know, I did whatever I needed to do. And I was very lucky in that four years later, my debut uh, novel, Choosing Evil, was picked up by a publisher. And they subsequently uh, published the sequel, Breaking Evil. And um, there began my, my thriller career. And yeah, it's, it's still going. I have not dropped it entirely, but I absolutely have made a jump over to nonfiction and self-help. Wow. So what, what precipitated the jump? Yeah, you know, that's a great question, because it was several things that happened over the course of time, you know, when you make a career shift, I won't say change, because it really is still writing, there's, there's always several things that happen. And you know, we don't writers are pretty methodic, you know, methodical people and how we get things done. So, um, you know, it was a series of things. 2015, I had, you know, I lost my mom, it was tragic for me, because I'm an only child, we were very close. And so from that point forward, I was really ramping up my thriller writing, it was a way of coping, and it was cathartic for me. However, 
uh, personally, I was not in a good place. I was in a dark place and it wasn't just the grief. I think I let everything in life kind of get to me and weigh me down. And you know what? I know better. I have my master's degree in psychology. I know what I'm supposed to be doing, but you know what? Life happens and it's difficult. Life is tough. It's not, you know, it's not always, you know, butterflies and flowers and roses, right? So we have to deal with that too. So over the course of the next few years, I decided, you know what? 2018, it had been long enough. I decided I am, I had written my last, published my last thriller novel. And I said, you know what? I want to get into personal development. And so I took a year long coaching course, which was not just about developing, developing me personally, but me being able to help others. That was life-changing for me. And um, yeah, by the end of that year, I had another life event, which was positive. I was um, found that I was pregnant with my daughter. And so over the course of that following year, I decided, you know what? I am really going to take a step back. I'm going to just be in the present moment. I'm going to take care of myself. I've done it psychologically and I'm going to do it physically because it's having a baby, right? And um, so all is going well in the world. And that final kind of push to move over to nonfiction, COVID-19. Who doesn't have heard of that, right? So the pandemic, it just, it kind of put us all in a state of shock. I think we've never dealt with anything like this. So while the pandemic was happening, I do what I always do. And I went, turned to education and I decided I was going to get a certificate in happiness studies, which is really the science of well-being and positive psychology. So I did that over the course of 2020 and part of 21. And that is, I began writing my book in 2020. So it was a series of things, but essentially it's been what I've been doing my whole life. I think it's been, I've been leading up to this point. It was just a matter of the timing being right. And me feeling a personal connection to be able to not only feed my soul, but help others, hopefully. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing the kind of life journey that we all go on and the twists and turns. And sometimes we even have to adjust our work, or in this case, as writers, our content to kind of support us in the place we are. Um, I think we're in different stages of life, we empathize with people differently, because we're going through different things. You know, uh, you know, you're, you know, the thrillers were obviously helping people, motivating them, you know, giving them drive and, and motiv- you know, inspiration in a certain way. And then, but then you're like, yeah, but now I kind of want to go more into the healing into the emotional wellness. And, um, and I love that. And I love that you were pursuing happiness because joy as, as all of my uh, viewers know has been, um, it became my mission because it was my own lifelong mission mm-hmm. over a lot of twists and turns. It was like, how do you find your own happiness, your own joy? And how do you live in that? (coughs) Sorry, on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. and not be um, held back by how other people think you should behave in your joy and Mm -hmm. think you should behave in your happiness? How do you make it your own? Um, You know, you could be religious, non religious, it doesn't matter, but you can have happiness and joy, regardless, you really it's a birthright, you're born with it when you're a little tiny baby. You express mm-hmm. that joy and always have an opportunity to reconnect to it. So tell me about five happy choices. Uh, what's it all about? And um, why would we love to read it? Sure. And I love everything you said. I, I resonate with all of that. And I think um, 
it's just, it was so perfectly said and so true how it is our birthright and it is who we are inside. Really. It's who we are designed to be, but life gets in the way. Right. So that was the point of five happy choices. It was, I did all these studies in happiness and well-being and, and positive psychology and all of the things that help us live a, the good life, they call it, right. It's called mm-hmm. the good life where you're just, you know, able to deal with what comes your way and still feel a sense of well-being, meaning purpose. And that isn't so simple for people to do. So I wanted to make it simple. I wanted to look into and research some simple things that could be done at any moment on any given day to kind of activate that happy feeling. And I wanted it to be backed by science and research in which my book is. And what I did, and there's a lot of things out there that can be done and and you'll find there's books out there on all different kinds of things you can do. And none of them are wrong and, and it's just choices, right? And I have made these five choices, and I call them my five happy choices, these are what I chose to write about because I felt like they resonated with me and they resonated with a lot of people that I uh, had been speaking with and mm-hmm. things that made them feel good inside. So the whole goal behind the book was to give people a tool, uh, several tools to be able to access that happy feeling inside of them. That's in there. It's living in there right now, even though you might not think it. Uh, it is there if you're having a bad day. Um, but it's there and being able to access it on demand, being able to call upon it as needed, and then making the choice. It is a choice, um, to, you know, to activate those feelings by taking actions and there's simple action steps you can take. And through that, it becomes a practice that you can do every day. And over time, it's just more natural. And I feel like it does lead to a happier life. And these, these have been things that I have chosen to do. Over the past, I mean, I've, I think I've probably chosen them my whole life for sure. And I talk about that in the book, but certainly over the pandemic years that we've had, mm-hmm. these are choices I have made to get me through life mm-hmm. because it hasn't been easy for any right. of us in all different ways. So that was the point of, of the book to really just be a very simple guide for anyone to use with action plans that can help you feel happier. I love that. I love that. Um, so, so practical. And um, what's your favorite chapter? Yeah, that's a great question because you know what? I, I love all the choices and they're, and they're important to me, but my actual favorite chapter is the chapter I wrote last, which is the first chapter. And it <laughs> talks about what is happiness. And it's all about the science behind happiness. It talks about what positive psychology is versus positivity, because happiness is a field of study in positive psychology, which really has only been around since the 90s. It's a newer, yeah. mm-hmm. a newer field yeah. of study. Um, and it focuses on function to optimal performance versus psychology really focus, focuses on trauma and dysfunction, right? Which I have all, I've studied my whole life as well. Um, but I love that. And it also talks about happy hormones and hormones that you can mm-hmm. activate through something like really fun, like eating a piece of chocolate. Like who doesn't want to, you know, when I'm in a bad mood, I'm like, I remember the <laughs> chocolate answer and chocolate is the answer. I mean, there's things like that you can do. And that's, that became my favorite chapter only because I felt like when you understand how our brains work, how neuroscience works, how cognitive development works, how our hormones work the science behind it makes sense. And then when you move on to make your choices, your happy choices, um, you know that they're truly based in some real facts. Yes. I love that. (laughs) I love that because it just reinforces like the idea that there's choices, the, the idea of the science behind it is that we're not 
sometimes when we get down in life, we just feel like passive victims and we feel like I feel a certain way. I'm going to feel this way forever. There's nothing I can do about it. But in most cases, that's not true. You can do something about it, whether it's taking small actions in your day-to-day life or bigger actions like, you know, seeing a professional, but there is something that you can do about it. You don't have to settle for being miserable. Now, I've met a few people in my life who love to settle for being miserable. For sure. (laughs) And I'm always just like, I'm sure they get some affirmation from all the attention and the pity and everything. But I'm just like, God, for all the attention and pity in the world, I would not want to live from that point of view or just the constant everything. I'm a victim and you're just. Oh, I wish Mm -hmm. I could give you some happiness, but you know, can lead a horse to water, but what? You're (laughs) absolutely right. And I'm so glad you brought that up because it's, you know, and I don't get into this in this book and maybe in a future book or something, but, um, but part of my coach training was all about that. Taking yourself from the victim is actually that. And I, it's that level, the lowest level of energy you can have is being a victim. The highest level of energy you can have is joy. It is. And there's steps in between. I'm glad you brought that up. And, and by the way, you're absolutely right. You're hundred percent on the mark. There is a benefit to every level of energy. And by energy, I mean, your attitude, your mindset, how you approach the world, how you show up in life, right? There is a benefit to all of those. And we all show up as them every now and then. I mean, I think I had a pity party for myself this morning and then I pulled myself out of it. This is part of normal human life, right? But you're absolutely right. People want, for one, get stuck there because they don't know how to pull themselves out. So they kind of get stuck and they're comfortable there. And they have been getting some reinforcement there because when you're um, in a position where you're, you're, you know, you feel hopeless and things aren't going your way or going in a positive way, and it is legitimate. And there's a lot of legitimacy to that out there, especially right. now you can get stuck. And people come to your aid and they help you. So there is some love in that. There is some yeah. feed, positive feedback there, like that, that loop. Uh, but it isn't healthy. And I'll tell you what I've learned um, is two things. One, positive energy, things like joy and happiness and um, and those kinds of feelings of being at peace with the world and, and, and feeling good. Feeling good is anabolic energy, which means that it's healing energy. It actually it heals the cells in your body and the, and you become a healthier physical, mental, emotional human. When you have negative energy, and I don't mean you just don't have a good day, you're angry, you're sad. That's all, that's all normal and human. What I'm saying is when you're living in this state of negativity and you can't get yourself out, like you said, we all know people that just root themselves there. That's who they are. And that's that it is catabolic. It actually breaks down the cells in your body. And so at the end of the day, like you do see disease come out of that. You see that connection between mind body. It's there. It's on a cellular level. So what I what what at the next level that frustrates me with when I see people just rooting themselves in this, it's like, you're hurting your body. Like mm-hmm. I want to like you save everybody. And you know, you can't, but I think what you can do is educate and help. And it's like, if they want yeah. to make that leap, there is help for them. Yeah. Um, and whether it's on a therapeutic level, like with a say, you know, with a psychologist or psychiatrist, or it's on a level of a support group, there's help. Yeah. And I just would, I would just please encourage anyone who feels stuck, who feels like they can't get out of this, because let me tell you, when you're there, I feel like that negativity just keeps coming mm-hmm. um, and it keeps getting reinforced. And it is a very hard place to be and difficult to get out mm-hmm. of reach out for help. There mm-hmm. is, help, even if it's a book to just mm-hmm. get your mind going, you know, Oh yeah, um, 
it doesn't mean you're going to change your mindset overnight. It doesn't mean tomorrow you're going to become, you know, this bouncing positive person, which by the way, I'm not, I'm, I'm human. I'm normal. I have it all. <laughs> it's the choices we make. We choose. Yeah. I'm going to be angry in this moment. And the next moment I'm going to let it go and move on with my life and, and feel the joy that I can. So, and this is um, a big part of, and you know, I'm a coach and consultant too. Mm-hmm. And it's a big part of those relationships where, um, especially in coaching, you know, having some accountability, but it doesn't even have to be a professional coach. Although if you really want to jumpstart your joy mm-hmm. or your happiness, I highly recommend it working with someone like Christina or myself. Um, sure. But even accountability in your own sphere already. I had a, a few years ago, I had a, a young girlfriend. She was um, like 20. Um, we had met each other in a creative endeavor and she's just an absolute sweetheart. But she dealt with a lot of darkness in her life. She had mm-hmm. a lot of issues from her past and she could go downhill really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. And when she would go through these really, you know, panic attacks, not eating, all those mm-hmm. things. And when she would go to those places, she would just sort of drop off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. And um, I would check in on her and check in on her. and You know, she would be grateful, but then she would still not reach out. Mm-hmm. And so um, finally, I'm like, I'm like, okay, because I started relating to the fact that I like go in my woman cave too. Sure. <laughs> when mm-hmm. I'm that way, I don't like putting my, you know, worst face out to the world. I like putting out my smiley, happy, everything's great face. And I don't like to admit to people that I'm weak. You know, I'm a Capricorn. I'm like, I like to do things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's and, your way. Um, and so I said to her, I said, you've got to start reaching out to me. And she's like, I said, I know it's really hard. And she said, okay, I will do it on a condition. I'm like, what? Anything. She's like, you have to do it with me also. Whenever you're down, whenever you're not in a good mood, you have to reach out. You have to call me. I was yeah. like, whoa, you called me I love on it. my own stick there because <laughs> yes, like, wow. And she was the first it. person who had really called me on it mm-hmm. in my own l- world. And I'm, you know, I'm an empath. I'm a, you know, I'm a, a healing yes. personality. Same. Like I'm so yes. used to giving and supporting. And for I was sure. like, wow. And I don't yes. ask for support as much as I should. And, yes, uh, and it was really relate. transformative for me. But again, my personality, because I was doing it for someone else so that she would be safe. Yeah. I was willing to also do it. And so sure. I would call her up. I'm like, okay, I'm doing my call. I don't want to do it, but I'm here. I'm grumpy as hell. I just, yeah. <laughs> I just like, I have had a terrible week. I'm really down. I've had some bad things happen, uh, but I promised I'd call you. So to make sure you keep calling me, that. I'm calling you. And it was really great. And we've really have helped and supported each other ever since. So just creating some loving and a friendly friendly Mm -hmm. accountability is one of those first things. And of Mm -hmm. course, as soon as I finished talking to her, I always felt better. Always feel better. And it's so holding me back. Yes. And you know what? Yeah. And that is a hard thing. You know, ego does, isn't like, Hey, I'm your ego. It's like, (laughs) and we're sitting here going, this is how we feel whatever. And then like, you really have to take a step back. And I always try to say like, is it my heart or is it my ego? Is it my ego or is it my soul? Like who's talking here? And what do I, who do I want to talk? Sometimes I want my ego to talk. So there are choices we make, right? Like everything's a choice. Absolutely. But absolutely. I love that you set up that connection with her because connection is something you can do to bring you happiness and sharing with someone, 
your downs not only helps you, but it helps her because now she feels more human and normal. Right. And you have to have that. Um, and I think that is so important and it's so easy for us, exactly like you said, as empaths and coaches and helper people, healing people to not put ourselves in that arena. But what I have learned, if nothing else over the last year, and especially going through the coaching program, which I'm sure you did too, I need the help like just as much, if not more, because I'm taking on, I'm pulling on the energy of others because I Mm -hmm. care so much and I put my heart in and Mm -hmm. I do have a coach and we coach each other. She's a coach and I'm a coach and we have a weekly call because I need to keep myself in check, not only for myself, but I want to be there for others. And I think if, when I'm depleted, and of course I have circle of friends and I'm very blessed. I have circle, a circle of writer friends who I absolutely adore, who we meet every two weeks and we just talk. And it like that writer in us, we can, we can share. So it is really important to have a support network and circle of people that you can exactly, you call me, I call you. We are accountable to each other because then it's not just one-sided and yeah. nobody feels unheard and everybody feels normal. Cause guess what? We're all normal. This mm-hmm. is whatever's going on for you is normal for you. And, and we all, and, and I love what you're it. saying about that, about being normal, because it's so easy, especially for those who isolate easily to see like, I'm the only I mean, I know there's people in the world that have like super worse problems. So let that but then you can be but but there's like, you feel like you're the only person going through with what you're going through, which again, to be kindly, but truly is a ego ego thing for me. Like, you know, when I went through my divorce 10 years ago, um, you know, you I felt so I, I really isolated badly. And um, not realizing or being willing to go out there and see how many other people would be going through the same thing, and how much we could relate and support each other. Definitely. A lot of it is the willingness to be vulnerable in a safe space. So I already had this girl who was a friend, we did have a trust relationship, we'd been known each other for quite some time. So we knew that each other was a safe space. And then we were just like, yeah, you're, you know, we don't get to do this. We don't get to isolate anymore. So, um, yeah, find it because you're not alone because there are so many people out there going through so many of the exact same mm-hmm. things you are, right? Whether it's health, whether Definitely. it's family issues, relationship issues, job issues, COVID and isolation issues, money mm-hmm. issues, all of it. There's always other people who are going mm-hmm. through it and also other people who've gone through it and now can reach back mm-hmm. and help you, which I'm a huge fan of mentor mentee relationships um, as, as well as coaching relationships, because I yes. think that you know, to learn from someone who went through and, and accomplished it, which is what I love about my own teaching and yours as well, is you've moved through those challenges and now you can teach mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. And we still go through it though. It's not like anyone yeah. ever gets to some perfect place where they're like, I'm complete no. forever. Never. <laughs> no, and that wouldn't be real. I think um, that is, that is living in a state of disillusion. And Um, yeah, for sure. I think, you know what I think the difference is? And I just, I look at myself, I'm the same person I always was, but with the knowledge that I'm putting into practice, because you can know things, but not put it into practice. Right. I know a lot of things I don't put into practice, a lot. (laughs) I know I'm not supposed to, you know, eat as many carbs as I do if I want to, you know, fit in my clothes, but guess what? I do it sometimes. I I get a new size. I buy the, uh, the next size up. But, you know, these are the things like we know stuff, guys, we're not, you know, we know it all. We've heard it all before. The difference is putting it into practice. And I think that's the difference with me is like, 
I don't do it all the time, but I make a commitment. My commitment to my life is to feel good most of the time as much as I can if, to make sure I'm choosing how I show up in the world. Like if I'm, you know, I'm in a sad loop or whatever, fine. I'm sad. I have a right to be sad and sad serves its purpose. Am I going to be sad for yeah. three weeks? I hope not. So right. I have to, <clears throat> I have to take those, make those decisions to pull myself out. But yes, I, I choose to take action to, to feel good, to feel better because I know when I feel better, I'm giving a better mom to my daughter, a better wife to my husband, a better friend, a better writer, a better whoever. Um, but you have days that aren't great and that's okay too. You're human. You cannot walk around. There's no such thing as being happy all the time. Okay. We have happiness inside of us all the time. It's always there whenever you want it, but for it to be presenting itself, like life, we're human beings and we're going to feel other things. Yeah. There's going to be those other feelings. And, you know, one of the best ways I always tell my clients, one of the best ways, one of many, but one of the best ways to kind of jumpstart your happiness or jumpstart your joy is bringing joy and happiness to others. Yes. You know, some people have the theory like, well, you can't share it unless you have it. And I understand where that came from, but Mm -hmm. I don't agree because Mm -hmm. I think it's Mm self-generating. If you go do something kind and helpful and loving and not everyone's going to appreciate it. Sometimes you get one of those, but in general, when you do something kind Mm -hmm. and helpful and loving for someone, you get such a boost. You literally like generated your own joy and happiness while giving it to someone else, which I think is just like the most beautiful principle Mm -hmm. about being humans on this world (laughs) because the less selfish in a healthy way, the more joy you're creating for yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, um, it's a win-win that's for sure. It is. And I'm so glad you brought that up because that is one of my five happy choices. Um, oh. and it's backed by science just so, yeah. you know. so there's Absolutely. science behind it. There's science behind it. So it is real. It is a I real thing. That. So go, it you don't feel it. good. You're down. Take the focus off. You focus on somebody else. Do something nice, whatever do that is. Nice. It's right. going to help you. It'll do something help you. nice for yourself and, then, and do something nice for someone it else. It's easy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is awesome. So, um, uh, tell, uh, tell, uh, my viewers and my listeners today. So where can they find out more about five happy choices? It sounds amazing. I'm going to order mine as soon as I get off today. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Um, yeah. So five happy choices actually releases February 1st. However, I have an awesome pre-order, um, going on right now on all platforms. So okay. um, if you go to christinarianzi.com, you can get the link, whatever your platform is that you like to buy awesome. books. It's 99 yeah. cents right now for pre-order. Awesome. Um, wow. Only up until the day it releases. And if you pre-order it for 99 cents and you send me an email to christina at christinarianzi.com, I will also, I will give you a free um, happy choices journal to download Ooh, so nice. that you can continue the work. And so, yeah, it's just, I really just want to get the happy out there in any way Mm -hmm. I can. And, um, absolutely while you're there, I would love it. If you signed up for my newsletter, I send a boost of inspiration, um, and happiness every two weeks. It's nothing crazy. It's nothing to, um, and to take over your email, email, (laughs) but it will, it will make you feel better. So I love it. I encourage that. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Christina. I am just so thrilled that we got together and we're able to do this today. So thank you so much for coming by. And again, if you are watching this, uh, please check out Christina's website, which is ChristinaRienzi.com. You want to spell that for us, Christina, the whole thing? Sure, absolutely. So it's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-R-I-E. 
N-Z-I.com. And that's where you can find everything about my newsletter okay, and good. books and me. I think I had it right, but I'm like, I don't want to misspell it by one letter. <laughs> Thank you. Check out her website. Of course, mine as well. And Scotland.com, which you know. And uh, follow us on social media. Um, thank you so much for coming by. Again, please like and subscribe. And we will see you again next time.